Everybody take a quick dump. Wipe as best you can in five minutes and then be Today, back. This American Dice presents the exciting second episode of our Dungeon World Cousin series, Mission to Big Chasm City, Episode 2. Join Mad Mab the Half-Witch, Dr. Pilkus Goldstein, and Herzl Quarterling as they're subjected to some kind of adventure Austin put together and thought would be cool. Now that the way station between Jeru's Chasm and Big Chasm City has been destroyed by Magman, Angry that the guards of the way station had been attempting to widen the fissure and thus increase the size of the way station to protect it from Ornidons. How is it that our heroes will be able to get to Big Chasm City to get the precious needed food and medicine? Join us today on This American Dice Presents Dungeon World Cousins Edition Mission to Big Chasm City Episode 2. So we join our heroes. Um outside of this fissure that where there had been a, a way station between Jerusalem and Big Chasm City. And that uh, way station building that was kind of built up above the um, up above the chasm where the thermal heat could kind of flow around it and kind of repel any of the Ornidons, it just crumbled kind of into the chasm itself as you suspect that those magmen destroyed the thing. Um... Yeah, you guys are now in a rough situation because you have to make your way back to, uh, you have to continue your way along to Big Chasm City. Um, and now on your way back, bringing back the food and medicine so badly needed in Jerusalem, you won't have this way station to kind of stop and rest in. And instead we'll have to make this long, dangerous journey, uh, which will now be even longer and more dangerous. But... Uh, I'm going to have you guys start off by making a uh, another roll to undertake a perilous journey. So, okay. So I don't know if you guys remember this from the last game. When you undertake a perilous journey, in this case, going from the way, the the rubble of the way station to Big Chasm City, you have to choose what role you're taking. There's three roles. There is the quartermaster who's in charge of the supplies. There's the trailblazer who's in charge of like setting the pace of the, um, of like your, as you head there. And then there is the scout who tries to make sure that you guys don't get ambushed. Who wants to do what? You don't have to do any of those things, but if there's one if there's one that you choose not to do, you pretty much automatically get the worst result of it. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's the tagline oh. for this episode. I ain't doing shit. What are your two characters again? Uh I'm a Dr. Pilkus Goldstein, the fighter. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother is a thief. Oh yeah, halfling thief. He should be the quartermaster. He can carry a lot of stuff. Sure, I can do the trailblazer, I guess. So that means then we're gonna have uh, Herzl be the quartermaster. Quartermaster. I'm sorry. Say that again. Quarterling the quartermaster. Quarterling the quartermaster. He can carry one quarter of the stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, then what's Dr. Pilkus doing? 
What's my option? I only got one option. Right, now your other two options are Trailblazer and Scout. Oh, I'm blazing straight. I'm blazing these trails, Austin. Okay. I've been blazing then, all day. And then Mad Mab, you're cool to be the Scout, or you want to do one of the other things? Uh, I'll do that other one. The Scout? Yeah. Cool. All right, so here's what I need from everybody. Could you each make a wisdom roll? So you just roll 2d6 and add your whiz bonus to it for your whiz modifier. Keep in mind, if you've eaten beets, the whiz modifier will be a little bit more red. I got nine. I guess it'll smell a little weird. Nine for Pilkus. Nine for Pilkus, who is the trailblazer. Twelve for the scam. And what did you get, Matt? Ten? All right, cool. Well, you guys did pretty damn well. All right. So... Here is the deal. All right. Unlike the first time through, you guys have realized, I think, kind of the importance of this journey and don't take a crazy amount of time like you did the first time around where you took an insane amount of time. You kind of take what is the established amount, and I'm going to say that's, let's say, like three days. It, the actual physical distance, like as the crow flies between the way station and Big Chasm City is probably only like a two-day journey, maybe a day and a half even, if you're kind of quick, but because you guys have to be careful not to attract the attention of any of these Ornidons, um, you have to take a little bit longer, kind of be a little bit more wary. So, I'm going to say that that is going to cost you guys uh, three rations as you guys go through this, right? Is that how that works, David? Uh, yes. Okay. So, but Matt got a 10, so actually, it's only two. So it's only two rations. Everything in the Quartermaster. You got it. So, thanks to Herzl Quarterling, the expert Quartermaster, you guys are able to kind of get through this pretty quickly. But on the way, because of David's awesome scout role, you guys find something pretty good. So... These Ornidons, again, are like crazy pterodactyls that usually swoop down from the sky. They don't go near these chasms because, like, the hot air that blows up from them. Um, wait for fart joke. Nothing? Okay. So these hot air that blows out of these chasms, uh, like, pushes them away. <laughs> and um, they essentially can't get too near those because of all the hot air shooting out of the hole. Pause. Huh? Nothing? Okay. Huh? <laughs> I'm trying to tee you guys up here. All right. So, but yeah, um, in like kind of uh, <laughs> as you guys are attempting to kind of take shelter in the shadow of like a nearby, uh, like I almost imagine like a mesa, like out in like Arizona or something like that. Mesa Verde? Um, yeah. All of the mesas. Uh, you, the Cowboys of Moo Mesa, that cartoon. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> Anybody? Excuse me? <laughs> There's a cartoon about cowboys who were cows, and it was called The Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Sounds like a show I regret not watching. Yeah. yeah, it was on, it was in like the same, it was a little bit before, if you remember the biker mics from Mars? 
another good one. How do you manage to bring this uh, TV show up every time we play? <laughs> I they really, really made a they made a big impact on my sexual identity as a child. Um, I identify anyway. as a cow. Yeah, I identify as a cow who shoots uh, sheriff's badges out of guns that he has. That's what they did. Anyway, so uh, there's like a mesa nearby. And as you guys are trying to like take shelter behind it to kind of make sure that none of these ornadons attack you, you notice something that there's actually an ornadon nest. And it's something that few people rarely, rarely see because usually they're at the top of these mesas. And um, going up there would be extremely dangerous and almost like a suicide. Like you'd have to have a death wish to try to go and do this. Oh, and, dude, uh, I have one. It, it seems like, yeah, maybe Pocus has seen one of these before, but uh, it seems like maybe strong winds or a storm had recently blown um, this nest off of the mesa, and it seems to have slid down, and you guys can actually find this nest, which has a few eggs in it, and... Um, kind of like the random shit that they use to build their nests. It's a lot of tree branches, but also you see like scraps of clothing and that kind of thing. So my question for you dudes is, oh, I see Matt doesn't want to make any bathroom trips, so he brought the jug to both drink and fill up later. <laughs> he literally went sprinting up the stairs. <laughs> back I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, uh, yeah, so you guys see... There's this nest, and as you're, like, this is the closest probably any of you have ever been to one of these nests. You see the eggs of these ornadons that are maybe, like, uh, the size of, like, basketballs, that kind of thing. Um, is an ornadon the same as a pterodon? Uh, they're big, like, ne crazy pterodactyl monsters that are, like, super tough, and often when they attack are, like, super deadly immediately. So, like I said in the beginning, oh, you guys initially had come out with a ranger who's supposed to be like... Really misunderstood. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys came out with a um, a ranger initially who was supposed to be an expert in like, oh, I'll make sure you're safe. And that ranger fucked up pretty badly and was like just immediately skewered by one. And it's these like, well, are the same. These are the same creatures that are plaguing the... Jer Jeru's chasm? Yeah, the, the, uh, that the strong winds of the chasm cities uh, prevent um, from coming into the city. The problem is travel is really difficult. So this is definitely an Ornadon nest. There's no... It wouldn't make sense to be anything else. It's not yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's Griffin. I think I just misheard the name of those creatures first. first so or Ornadon, just like like ornithology, just the study of birds. Mm. They are like big, scary Pokemon, basically. <laughs> Snorlax? Yeah, there's a big Snorlax. He's in there. Uh, but yeah, so... So are these uh, things valuable, or what's the... Ooh, so that sounds... That pretty much answers my next question. Do you guys want to go, huh, funny, a nest, and keep moving? Or do you want to investigate this nest? In there. Get all up in there. Okay, cool. So whoever would like to... Oops, sorry, that was me. Whoever would like to, could you roll... Um, to discern realities. That's a pl another plus wisdom roll. Oh, I got this. Mad, mad me. 
whatever the fuck her name is. She's very wise. You, you tell me, is it Mad Mab or Mad Mabe? I don't know. Do another tab, Lawson. Come on. Mad Mab. Mad Mab. There we go. I assumed it was like a Queen Mab joke. I rolled. Alright. Um, so, 11 here for me. You got an 11? Okay. So, not everybody needs to roll. So, alright, well, DJ, you got an 11. Or David, you got an 11. Um, you get to ask three of those questions. Uh, what here is useful or valuable? What here is useful or valuable? Well, 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 it turns out that there is, and I made a little random treasure. Uh, these ornadons, when they scoop people up and bring them back to the nests, there's a lot of like human bones or humanoid bones and the bones of various other like kind of uh, animals that live out here in kind of the flat lands between Jerusalem and Big Chasm City. So amid probably like a terrifying scene of like, oh, human femurs and a skull and like uh, old uh, clothing and that kind of stuff, you see that there is a cape of rich black velvet on the outside and sparkling with tiny points of light within. Uh, it is... Hmm. Would it be better for me to just tell you what this is or would it be... Uh, more fun for me to, or would it be better for me to, ha for you guys to have to figure out what the fuck this thing is? Does my character see this? Uh, you, I think you see, uh, Mad Mab finding this dope ass cloak. <laughs> Holding it in his hand already, or can I like dive on top of it, a kleptomaniac that my character is? I think, I think she's already got the thing, but. Oh. <laughs> Does anybody have like a specific thing that lets them know what the hell like magic items are? Definitely not. Not me. I'll say that you can tell that this thing is definitely magical. Uh, this thing is definitely magical for sure. Um, and oh, probably some of your other questions might be able to figure that out. Oh, sure. But yeah, this cloak is definitely the valuable thing. Also, could one of you roll a d20? Eighteen. Pretty dope. You also find 18 gold coins spilled amidst the uh, shattered humanoid frames that this uh, creature has built its nest out of. Oh, yeah. All right, but David, you got two other questions. Sure. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be? There's the exact thing I was looking for. So, this is called the Cloak of Silent Stars. <laughs> stars are normally very noisy. Yeah, stars, stars normally don't shut the fuck up. That's a big issue. I mean, did you see that movie, A Star is Born? Those two would not stop. The whole two hours. Uh. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it allows uh, this cloak bends fate, time, and reality around it to protect the wearer, who may defy danger with whatever stat they like. To do this, the wearer invokes the cloak's magic, and their player describes how the cloak helps break the rules. 
They can deflect a fireball with charisma by convincing it they deserve to live or elude a fall by applying the mighty logic of their intelligence to prove the fall won't hurt. The cloak makes it so. It can be used once for each stat before losing its magic. Damn, that's fucking dope. That's pretty good. I'm going to have to murder David and take that one. <laughs> All right. Every time you use it, you lose control of your bowels. <laughs> you got it. All right. Uh, but I'm going to choose a number at random, one through six. The intelligence uh, aspect has already been utilized. So, so there are five uses to this thing, intelligence not being one of them. Nice. Um, I guess uh, these other questions, uh, probably the best one is what should I be on the lookout for? What should you be on the lookout for? Um, if you hang around here, uh, I, I'm going to answer this question and then double back to the first question. If you hang around here, there's a good chance that this Ornadon may come back. Or if this Ornadon doesn't come back, there might be some other creatures that are interested in eating these eggs. And um, then you might have to deal with them. But speaking of those eggs, these are theoretically things that most people never encounter in their lives because it's just too damn dangerous. So the odds are these Ornadon eggs, if given to the right person, could be pretty valuable. I take them. And there are four of them. Well, I definitely stick one right in the old sack. You're right. So Matt, or so uh, <laughs> Herzl, Herzl has a sack of eggs. <laughs> All right, and I'm gonna go ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna say each of these is one weight, as they're like bowling balls, basically. So you're like <laughs> carrying four ball, bowling balls. So make sure to like mark that down on uh, uh, to see if you're now like encumbered or whatever it is, or if you want to have other people carry them. Okay, but yeah. I assume you guys then want to hang around and wait for this Ornadon to come back? Um, I stole all its babies. Do we, is there a reason as to why we would do that? That was a joke. I, I assume actually the opposite. We have something good. So, but yeah, I assume you guys actually do want to kind of get going and yep. uh, head on out. Continue your way to Jerusalem or to Big Chasm City. Yeah. Um, so we should probably uh, who should get this cloak we got a fighter and a thief yeah um, maybe Herzl would make the most sense what's your what are your hit points we can like nineteen hit points yeah okay Okay, yeah, we're at the same, I guess, then. Yeah, and the good thing about it is it's not armor. It just allows you to defy danger differently. Move 26. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. It seems, does it seem, to me, it seems cooler that uh, the thief is having this starry cloak. 
It's a quiet cloak, David. All right, it's quiet. <laughs> the cloak it's of quiet, silence. Sorry. Stars. <laughs> okay. So we'll say that uh, when Herzl puts it on, since it's a magical cloak, it also suddenly shortens to be his length, as opposed to uh, as opposed to like the full length of a human. Nice. Okay. So yeah, so Herzl now has a. Herzl now looks like a weird magician wearing a black velvet cloak <laughs> or like a some kind of Dracula. <laughs> Vampires or magic. A super short Dracula. The shortest Dracula. I am the shortest Dracula. All right. So. <laughs> Bites your ankles. Yeah. Get delicious ankle blood. It's sweetest down at the bottom. And you know what I mean? It's like the yogurt. Fruit on the bottom. <laughs> All right. I think I want one of these eggs, though. You think you want to hang on to one of those eggs? Yeah, at least one. I can't, Wait, I didn't take I can't really carry much. Or however many there were, that I just make up a number. Well, would you be willing to? Would you be willing to? Uh, would there be an argument over the? No, over he's the giving egg? me that cloak, so he gets two eggs. There you go. I have two eggs. He has two eggs. There well, how about you hold one for me then? <laughs> she can't hold anymore. Okay. So Mad Mab has one of these Ornidon eggs. Right. And also, and then Herzl has this cloak and three additional Ornidon eggs. <laughs> and again, they're bowling balls. All right, I put one on the ground. I take it. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> I'm glad we figured that out. Okay. Well... You guys make your way towards Big Chasm City. Um, and again, these cities have usually like walls that are maybe only like two stories high, maybe even like one and a half stories high around them because the biggest thing they're, they want to defend themselves from are these Ornidons. And since the chasms belch out this um, like geothermic wind, that essentially is a natural defense against the Ornidons. So the walls don't really need to be very tall. Um, but when you arrive, um, you see two things, like right from the get-go. One, there's like smoke coming from the inside of Big Chasm City. And not smoke like, uh, not regular smoke, smoke like a bunch of shits on fire in there in a not good kind of way. You probably also maybe hear the sounds of uh, some conflict. Um, then beyond that, you see a group of people that's maybe like uh, two dozen people that are leaving the city and are actually coming by you. Like they'll pass by you unless you make the effort specifically to avoid them. What do they look like? What do they look like? Um, from a distance, the easy thing is... Uh, fuck it. Who, who asked that? Jake, was that you? Oh, that was me. All right. Could you go ahead and roll a discern realities just for the shit of it? I certainly can, sir. Shit on it, dude. What do I roll? Two D6? Two D6 plus whatever your wisdom bonus is. Oh, yeah. We got an eight out here. You got an eight. Okay. So you get to ask one of the discern reality questions. Do you have that list in the... Uh, oh, wait, I got a seven, sorry. You got a seven? Either way, same deal. You still get to ask one of those moves. I guess what is about to happen is probably the most useful question I could ask. What is about to happen? Okay, well, as you're kind of like 
uh, you guys are maybe uh, maybe like 200 yards away from these folks as you see them and you kind of squint to study them closely and you see that they're folks who have kind of a few of them have weapons but not many um, a few of them have armor but not many um, they seem to be a good number of uh, halflings and a lot of them have like bags on their backs and some of them are carrying like children these folks uh seem to be like refugees leaving whatever's happening and um they are heading your way and what's about to happen is um they are going to either uh <laughs> there's a good chance that they are going to be eaten by ornadons um unless somebody helps them um in some kind of way how many of them are there? Like I said, there's like two dozen of them. Uh-huh. I tell them, hold on, everybody. We just came from that way. If you give me all of your gold, I'll tell you the exact trail to get to the next neighboring city. Okay. So, all right. So you guys, you do approach them, kind of or like close the distance between yourselves and them? Oh, I run up to them, yeah, and tell them. Okay. <laughs> I have the exact trail you need to take. I'll tell you if you pay me. Okay, so there's a there's a few of the uh, a few of the folks, and one of the halflings comes out and is like, it's like, oh my god, hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, <laughs> hello. <laughs> That's the, that's the greeting where we're from. Is that the greeting where you're from, too? He <laughs> said, hi. Uh, my, name, my, name is, uh, my name is Herzl Shortman. How are you? Oh, one of the Herzl gang. Is, oh, you're a Herzl as well? I, I, I be one. Oh, my God. What a coincidence. <laughs> oh. Listen. If you're heading that way, do not go that way. That place is... I don't want to use uh, any kind of foul language in front of the kids. Oh. Herzl R. Cover your child's ears. And another guy's like, thanks, Herzl. And he covers the kid's <laughs> ears. And he's like, he's like, that place is fucked. You don't want to go that way. Is everyone named Herzl? And he's like, everyone? That'd be crazy. It's just apparently this guy, and he points to Herzl Quarterling, myself, Herzl Shorterman, and this guy over here, Herzl Rutledge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> R, so fuck it, Rutledge. Herzl Rutledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, everybody has to have a Jewish sounding surname? Come on. <laughs> Rutledge. Herzl Rutledge, didn't we go to school together? And the guy, the guy looks at you and goes, no, I don't think so. You must be thinking of another Herzl Rutledge. <laughs> Rutland is a town in Vermont five minutes from where Michaela grew up. There you go. And he's like, yeah, he's in fact, he's wearing like um, one of those kind of like vests that uh, <laughs> wearing, yeah. a Vermont vest. I know. Those. Yeah. yeah, he's chugging some maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, well, I'll ask my fellow Herzlman what happened. 
he's like, oh, there's, there's, he's like, listen, we, we just have to get out of there because honestly, there's no way that they're going to win. There was an army that came up from actually inside the chasm itself and they were completely unprepared for it. Nobody was ready. And they started like burning some of the lower levels as they moved up. It's really, really bad. We saw the writing on the wall and we decided to get the heck out of there. Are they all quarrelings? Uh, no, there's some folks that are humans, and um, oh, uh, one person who's what's a weird D and D race? I don't know. Are you the storyteller? <laughs> yeah, one, one guy's a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell you can tell that things are bad because he's letting several of the halflings ride on his back, and that's normally not a thing they do. Yeah, I say to the new Herzl, this is a pretty weird group, man. Wait, which Herzl did you mean? Herzl Rutledge or Herzl Shorterman? Herzl Shortbread. Herzl Shortbread? <laughs> How'd you know that's what my family did? Here you go, guys. Samples. <laughs> yeah, shortbread cookies. And he goes, and he's like, listen, I'm giving this to you because you're probably going to have to come with us and get the hell out of there. And Herzl Rutledge looks at him and is like, give me the heads up so I can cover my kids' ears before you start swearing. God. So he just well, says, "Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go." I think no, Mab, we're going in. We're going in. Oh, you're mad. <laughs> I think Matt might say, "Uh, she's like a witch, right?" She's like, "Oh, were these uh, these men made of slime or something?" Oh, we didn't, we didn't see him. We just, like I said, saw the writing on the wall. With Bad any stuff. luck, Mad Mab. With any luck, they will be. <laughs> well, as I as I recall from. Several months ago, when this happened, I think we had a similar situation. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, not not so sure if it was slime. Hey, Herzl uh, gang, why don't you guys come back in with us? He's like, oh, again, are you mad? This is wild. Listen, our, 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 we better take our luck. It's easier to take our luck out here than to, to deal with stuff in there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go poorly for everyone inside. We just we decided it was best we go. All right, fuck you guys then. We're going in. (laughs) Again, and Herzl Rutledge is like, "Get, come on!" And he's covering (laughs) kids' ears. Well, you might have some problems with these Ornidons. Yeah, like I said, I have the path back to the next city. If you guys give us. All the money you have in your pockets, I will give you the exact trail back. Huh. Okay. Cool. That's <laughs> interesting. I, I mean, I know there's a way station at some point, but... All right, Matt, go ahead and roll your parlay move. I got There it is. Roll plus charisma. What is it? What am I rolling? Plus charisma, or plus your... Cha, so 2d6 plus whatever your charisma bonus is. I got a six. You got a six. All right, that's not good. Is there, is there anybody who wants to help him? Um, yeah, I can do that. I'm trying to give it a shot. Okay, so go ahead and roll plus your bond with him, which I assume is just plus one. And wasn't the the way station where we came from that was overrun by the goblins? And oh, such? it's it was it was it was destroyed by the magmen. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, bad news. I also got a six. 
one there's one human who's clearly dressed in like the outfit of a guard from Big Chasm City, and I assume you guys have been there before. I think he comes over, and I think he just punches uh, Herzl in the face. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I definitely have brain damage. Um, yeah, Herzl has brain damage. <laughs> he forgets how to read. Um, Herzl, can you go ahead and roll a D4? Oh, I got a four. <laughs> I got a four, all right. So this guy hits you tremendously hard, and uh, standing over you, he just says, like, we're trying to escape for our lives, and if you know anything, you better uh, you you better watch your own ass. <laughs> hey, I don't want any ass play. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I tell him. He's oh. like, "That's well, that's why we're not inviting you on this journey. Get the hell out of here. If you want to go back into that city, that's your own problem." Oh, and he calls you something like, uh, "Oh, what's what's a nasty term for uh, for halflings? That's like like." You tricky halfling. I swing my warhammer at this guy as hard as I can. All right. Well, before this guy can think of a good 18. racial slur for halflings. Um, uh, I rolled an 18. Well, okay. Hold on. Before this guy, yeah. Jake forgot what to roll. Um, before this guy can uh, think up his really cool slur for halflings, in fact, he's thinking it, and then he realized a lot of the people he's with are halflings, and he thinks better of it for a moment, but he really wants to make a point, so he's trying to think what to say. Then um, Dr. Pilkus Goldstein jumps in, and you're going to uh, assault this man? Slam <laughs> him with a hammer, dude. Okay, go ahead and roll 2d6 and add your strength bonus to that. And I'm using my Merciless. So I'm adding a 1d4. Cool. That's that's for damage. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't hit him? The 18 doesn't count, huh? What, you rolled a, what did you roll? A d20? Yeah. Yeah, so you got to roll 2d6. <laughs> Whenever you're doing an action in this game, you roll 2d6. Uh, I forgot how this game worked. Oh, definitely missed. What, oh, what'd you get? What am I doing here? What am I adding? Your, your strength bonus. <laughs> I got a four. You got a four with your strength bonus. Okay. So Dr. Pilkus Goldstein winds up crazily. He's spinning around like some kind of a fucking discus thrower with this hammer. And you're like, I'm going to knock this guy's head clean off. And uh, this guy is like wondering what to say. And he like leans down to one of the halflings and he's like, if I called him a shorty, is that offensive to you guys as a whole? Or is that okay? Is that right? And you just go right over his head and... Uh, <laughs> Kind of go whoa, and I think uh, I think this centaur rears up and is like ah, and kicks you <laughs> with his crazy centaur hooves. So go ahead and roll a d6 for me, Jake. Three, three. Okay, that's not very good, especially because you have a bunch of armor. So, uh, but yeah, he kicks you and I think like knocks you on your ass. And these people are like, like you guys could you guys can go to hell. And again, Herzl Rutledge is like, come on. I'm oh. fighting. <laughs> And they're just like, you, you we're out of here. You know what? You guys deserve whatever you find in that city. Goodbye. I swing, I swing at the guy again. You're going to keep going for it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, David. I got it. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on, actually. What is what is Mab's reaction to this? Doctor, just leave them to their fate. They've made, they've set their course. <laughs> How dare you, David? <laughs> All right, so Jake, does, does Dr. Goldstein uh, let this be, or does he attack this guard uh, or this centaur? David, one of my bonds is that I've sworn to protect, 
to protect you, and you're just going to leave me hanging, huh? Well, she's not leaving. She's just saying uh, they're not worth it, basically. Oh, she won't yeah, stop you, besides me saying that. I'm going after this guy. Okay. <laughs> so there's the there's the centaur who just kicked you, and then there's the... Uh, the guard, the the guy in the guard uniform, and the cool thing within this is, if you roll um, hack and slash, which is the basic attack move, you can be attacking both of these guys. You don't have to just be like, "I hey, attack the one guy who just attacked me." No, I got a seven. I got a seven. Not that, that bad. You got a seven. Okay, so a seven on a hack and slash means that you basically kind of enter combat with these guys for a little bit. We got. Um, I think that the. Uh, I think that the guardsman pulls out like a short sword and somebody throws a spear to the centaur and you're kind of fighting with them for a while. Um, and the deal is that uh, you're going to take some damage. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to roll 2d6 for, since you're fighting two guys here. Ooh, <laughs> they're really shitty though. Uh, wait, I should have... <clears throat> That's eh, fine. All right, so the highest was four. So you're going to take four damage, and remember, your armor subtracts from that damage. And then you get to roll your damage against them. D10 plus one D4. Yes, so roll a D10 and a D4. Because you're really good at kicking ass. Oh, yeah. I got a nine plus... Oh, where... Where the the four? Oh, here it is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ten. You got a ten. Okay. Which one of these guys do you think it would be more interesting to see you murder? <laughs> what, are you murdering one? The centaur. Is he still carrying the other people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think one of them fell off when he kicked you initially, and he didn't think you'd fight back. And then for a while, one of them is still, like, just holding on to uh, his his mane. Fuck it. Centaurs <laughs> have manes. And he's holding on to that and uh, trying to fight you, and you just bash this guy's head in. It's more of a mullet. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This guy, he, has a, he has a dope mullet like a hockey player from the er, like the 80s or early 90s. Alright, and I bash his skull in and then the other guys flop off. Yeah, they fly off like, ah, ah. Herzl Jr., no! Nice. <laughs> what do you do? So the guard is the guard is still there and uh, he's he's pretty pissed off and he's like, Go, go! And he says that to the other people, like, fleeing from the city, and they're kind of running further away. Um, and he kind of, like, uh, tries to slowly back out of this fight. Uh, with Not you. Letting, dude. Um, meanwhile, this is the guy who... This is the guy who punched Herzl, so what's Herzl quarter? Oh, dude, you gotta kill this guy. I'm grabbing Herzl Jr. and putting a sword to his head and going, give me everything you got! You son of a bitch. All right, so you're going to try to take a hostage, apparently. <laughs> We're kidnapping Herzl Jr., dude. Okay. Um, okay, so normally I would say this is a hack and slash. This isn't a hack and slash because you're not fighting this child, but I think you're trying to grab the child before um, before they get away. So this seems like you are trying to be fast, so could you roll uh, a defy danger with dexterity? Sure. 2d6? Yes, 2d6 plus your dex bonus. You got a 9? Okay. So, so on a 9, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. 
Okay. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something boring but kind of easy because what you're doing is so interesting. I think that'll uh, give us something. Um, go ahead and roll. Oh wait, no, I can just do that. Ooh. Okay. So this guy, um, like for me, um, the guard. As you go to grab Herzl Jr., the guard like tries to grab at you before you can get him, and he ends up doing seven damage to you. Oh no! So keep in mind your armor subtracts from that. But yeah, this guy really like hurts you pretty badly. But yeah, you've now got Herzl Jr. and um... <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm a bloody mess, and I got a blade up to Herzl Jr.'s throat right now, and I'm going, yeah. give me all your money, everybody, or this kid gets it. Okay, and I think uh, I think this guard is like, Herzl! Herzl! And he calls back, because most of the other folks have run away, and um, Herzl Shorterman and Herzl Rutledge are like, which one do you mean? And he's like, Herzl! <laughs> so both of them come back, and this guard, I think, I think he's just going to run away. Uh, I try and hit him. And let him go. Alright, go for it. So that's just another hack and slash roll, I think. Oh, crushed him. 12. You got a 12? All right. So go ahead and just roll your damage. What do I do here again? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Eight. Eight. Um, yeah, so this guy goes to turn around and run away. And what does it look like when you also murder this guy? <laughs> what does it look like when, when you murder the second refugee that you murder? <laughs> I swing his, I swing into both his kneecaps. Mm -hmm. So I take his legs out and then I slam him on the back of the skull. Okay, you do that. He flips around and lands on his crushed legs, and then you have a second <laughs> stroke where you just hammer his head into him, so it just goes down into his spinal column. And he's like, "Yeah, the, the only thing that's just there's a stump sitting there on this like desert wasteland that you guys live in with blood <laughs> shooting out like a geyser." <laughs> And meanwhile, the Herzls, Herzl, Herzl Shorterman and Herzl uh, Rutledge show up, and Herzl Rutledge is like, oh my god, my son! I'm like, give me all your money! <laughs> or the kid gets it. <laughs> we just murdered their two friends, and now we're holding their son for, for ransom. Uh, uh, I, uh, okay, hold on. And then, David, do you think this would make sense to be another parlay move? Uh, I mean, I guess he does have leverage, right? <laughs> oh, he definitely has leverage. There's no doubt about that at all. <laughs> all right, so Matt, go ahead and roll your roll your charisma roll plus your charisma again. Two d six plus charisma. What? Five? <laughs> <laughs> I stab his child, though. So okay. Yeah, it's no So the guy's like, "We're uh, we're we're refugees here. Take 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 everything that we've got," and they uh. They, they take their coin purses and they give it to you, and you can see it's very, very little. They have like a total of two gold, <laughs> one coin, and they're like, "Please, please." Um, Herzl Rutledge is like, "That's my, that's my son," and then the other one is like, "Oh my God, that's my godson." Of course, I have to, I have to help in this situation. Here, take my gold as well. And they're like, "And anything you want, anything you want." They take their shoes off and they give them to you. They strip <laughs> nude, and they're like, "Here, take everything." Was uh, it Yeah, they they chew their they chew their fingernails uh, up and give you the fingernail clippings. They're like, "Everything we have here." Um, I and, slam one with my hammer. Oh my god! 
<laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on, honestly, don't, you don't even need to roll. I already rolled, I got a 10. Okay, well, hold on to that roll. Uh, so you're like, I'm gonna fucking kill this little, <laughs> this little nude halfling. And you go to, you go to hit one of these guys and um, the problem is this site has attracted some attention. The delicious nude halfling meat has attracted the attention of an Ornadon. And it sweeps down. And um, I'll say that we'll have Jake use that roll that he just made to say that he can jump out of the way of this thing as it comes screeching down like a dive bomber. Um, but um, Herzl, uh, Herzl Quarterling and Mad Mab, the half-witch, are going to have to make Defy Danger rolls as well to get out of the way of this fucking death machine that's coming from the sky. The kid I'm holding in front of me, he doesn't provide any protection? Um, he could. Not like a human shield thing going on? If need be, he could. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to lose your hostage, you know. <laughs> These are our heroes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have a question. What is Mad Mab doing while all this chaos... <laughs> Is, is happening. I think the entire time she was just looking on with disapproval. <laughs> yeah. Poor Mad Mab. She's like, I, think we're just making, I thought we were just making snake oil to sell to yeah. people. Now we're taking hostages <laughs> for refugees. Yeah. Maybe she's the one who's like, oh, we have company. How are you planning on getting out of the way? Are you going to tough it out? Are you no. going to try to leap out of the way? Are you going to try to... Duck and roll out of the way. Duck and roll. That's probably plus dexterity. All right. I got a seven. Got a seven? Okay. Mad Mab, how about you? Yeah, I was trying to work in one of these other ones, but the, the one that makes most sense is just trying to get out of the way. Makes sense? Um, well, not great. Uh, three. Three. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all right so you're like wait look out and this thing comes down and i think this is what goes on um and this is terrible but this thing goes to swing down and it nearly misses uh herzl quarterling um but it absolutely uh in its beak it grabs that kid that you're holding and it just rips it out of your rips the kid out of your hands and you're like knocked backwards by like the gust of its wings as Herzl it, Jr. Yeah, Herzl Jr. Herzl Rutledge Jr. And um uh and it like flaps its wing to kind of slow itself down and bring its talons up and it does grab Mad Mab. Whoa. I know, wild. Oh, both of us? Uh no, it just it well it grabs Herzl Rutledge Jr. in its beak, so basically he's dead. And um, because it's like a spear that went through him to grab him, basically. And then its talons are going to grab you. Boy, oh boy, that's more damage than I thought. But I've made these things specifically extremely dangerous. It does 10 damage to you. I grabs you. 10 damage? That's Yeah. Dude, I'm fucked up, too. That wouldn't be that bad, that wouldn't be that bad for Dr. Pilkus, but for... Either of our other heroes, it's very, very bad. Yeah, I'll hurt. So for for young for young Herzl Rutledge Jr., it was deadly. <laughs> so he got the kid. But the parents are still alive. Oh, they're I think you just murdered one of them. 
I think, yeah, you murdered either Herzl Shorterman or Herzl Rutledge Jr. <laughs> or Herzl Rutledge Sr., sorry. All right, now I'll take the swing at the other Herzl. Well, I think, hold on, we got we to gotta figure out uh, something uh, slightly larger uh, importance. Mad Mab, you've been... Yeah, so Mad Mab has been grabbed by this thing, and its talons are are enormous. Like, the talons are, like, um, like, a little bit bigger than the size of, like, manhole covers. So they're huge. So they probably, like, grasp you in a way that, like, is, like, nearly inescapable. I think, like... In regard to strength, the idea of you busting out of these is almost impossible. And so you said that what Ornidons are, they were almost never seen up close. Yeah, up close, it's very rare to see them because usually the person who sees them up close is then murdered by them soon afterwards. So it might be something to see them, but then to live to tell about it is very, very rare. Yeah. So, because I was thinking, oh, I'll shapeshift into one of those, but it makes sense. She probably hasn't seen one like this close, so she probably wouldn't be able to do that. Well, I, you think say, I know you had said that you wanted to ride one. Do you feel this counts as riding an Ornadon? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, how a pelican is being ridden by the fish that it's eating. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'll try to change into some other kind of similar bird that's smaller to kind of shapeshift my way out of this talon, hopefully. Sure. So this is kind of like deserty stuff. Yeah, so... that's my my jam. There you go. All right. So go ahead and roll your shapeshift roux. Uh, that one's better. That is a uh, four plus a ten total. Ten total. Cool. So yeah. So what are you turning into? So what's another like desert bird? Is there like a small version of this weird pterodactyl or is it just normal like hawks or something? If you want to just turn into a hawk, I mean, that would kind of make sense. Yeah, kind of want to turn into something that I could aerial fight this thing off to. Does that work? Um, I think that would be pretty tough. You could maybe turn into a hawk and like scratch at it and hurt it, but like actually like one-on-one fight this thing like in the air would be difficult. That's what I'm saying. Is there like a, a different bird that I could turn into? Like a, a mini Ornithon? Hmm. I don't think so. Uh, would you be willing to turn into a land animal that could get out of its grasp and then maybe attack it in some kind of way? Well, I think that would be a real bad problem in the middle of the air, wouldn't it, Austin? <laughs> I think I'll just yeah. stick with the hawk, I guess. Okay. So yeah, so you turn into a hawk and your first thing is you want to slip out of its grasp? Mm-hmm. Okay, that works. So especially if you want to use one of your burn, you can just in your like changing of shapes go like. Hold on, let me whistle again. Oh, uh, something like fly away or something. Yeah, so you've flown away from this uh, this creature when it's. Uh... Um. Yeah, and I'd say it it already got this uh, this halfling child, so. You were just an extra delicious treat. So I think it seems like it probably is going to fly away. Um, unless you want to uh, go after it in some capacity or another. Uh, no, if it's like, um, you know, way smaller hawk, I think I'm fine with escaping. Okay. So yeah, so you turn into a, some kind of like a hawk or a big eagle or something like that but it's still smaller. The change of shape allows you to wiggle out pretty easily and fly away. So you are a, a hawk. hawk with like these weird bison 
horns, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a hawk with bison horns. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, actually, those would get stuck in the claws. So, nope, you're still there. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, so you're still, you're flying around now this scene with two of your hold left uh, to do animal stuff. If you want to, at some point, like, make some observations, especially, that could definitely be something that you do. But we're going to return to the ground to see what... Uh, uh, Theodore Herzl Quarterling and Dr. Pilkus Goldstein, MD, are up to. Herzl was kind of holding a knife to the throat of this young, young halfling child, and uh, that Ornodon swooped down and grabbed him. And uh, I think you were splayed, you were sprayed with the blood of this kid, which is terrifying to think about. All the things I'm describing, you were sprayed with the blood of this child you were trying to ransom. And um, you're like, well, that kid died. And um, then you kind of turn around and Dr. Pocus Goldstein smashes the head of uh, which of the halflings? The, the father or the godfather? Father. Of the father. So Dr. So Herzl Rutledge, you didn't know, he's also a doctor. Dr. Herzl Rutledge. Um, when, when Jake, uh, when Dr. Pocus Goldstein smashes his head, the guy's uh, med school diploma flies out of his shirt pocket. Wait no, he's nude. You notice on the ground where his shirt is that he has a med school diploma. He has a he has a license, a medical license. But yeah, so the Godfather is just like, oh my god, oh my god, and he kind of starts like impotently running in the direction of this ornadon that's carrying off his son, or I'm sorry, his godson, running towards the burning down building. Okay, so you're heading towards the city. Oh, yeah, I'm running that way. Okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense because the Ornodon seems to be flying away at the moment, having uh, gotten what it wanted, which was a tasty snack in the form of, you know, a child that you were holding hostage. Our heroes again. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Jake, is Dr. Pocus Goldstein okay with letting the godfather Herzl Shorterman uh, flee off impotently to chase after the Ornodon and his godson? No way. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> I just rolled a 10 again. All right. I was going to say, you don't have to roll anything. This isn't a man who's defending himself from you. You're essentially just murdering bystanders. <laughs> You're like a trained killer and like you like smash this guy. Um, and when you come back, you see in his uh, in his clothes. What's his job? He's a. Uh... <laughs> He's a tailor. <laughs> He's the tailor. Oh, Carrie, our job descriptions in our pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys don't do that. Um, Where the Yeah. So he, uh, he, he has, uh, he has like, yeah, a thing that says like Taylor's Guild and his Taylor's Guild <laughs> membership. You see it, and you're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. You <laughs> smash him. So yeah. So now, Herzl Quarterling, Matt, your character, and Doctor Pilkus Goldstein, Jake, your character, are standing there. And there's a hawk circling above you that has bison horns, so you know it's Mad Mab. I'm sprinting towards the city. Okay, cool. Makes sense. You guys are sprinting towards the city. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So just Herzl Quarterling. <laughs> Where, what's Mad Mab doing? She's just flying around? Yeah, Mad Mab, I always forget. When you're, a, when you're an animal, can you talk to these guys? Um, hmm. I don't know. I kind of assume. I don't think so, I guess. Oh, okay. 
I mean, it's more interesting. It's honestly more interesting if you can't, but it's kind of a pain in the ass if you can't. Mm -hmm. I can talk to other animals, it, it says, but do you count as animals? You beasts. Oh. Well, I'm an orc, right? No, you're a human. I forgot I was a human. <laughs> I thought it was a pile of spaghetti. <laughs> My alignment is evil. Kill defenseless or surrendered enemies. So that makes sense that I murdered those four guys. So I guess if I can't talk to Mad Mab and she has no idea what I'm doing, then I'm also going to be sprinting towards the burnt down city. Okay, cool. So you're running towards this city. Yep. Thanks again for joining us here on This American Dice Presents Dungeon World Cousins Edition Mission to Big Chasm City Episode 2. This game included the talented voice work of David as Mad Mab the Half Witch, Matthew as Herzl Quarterling, and Jacob as Dr. Pilchus Goldstein. Your dungeon master was Austin. Music for this episode includes Land of a Folk Divided by Midair Machine and Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernier and Miloslav Kolar. Dungeon World is a game by Adam Kobal and Sage Latora, if I'm saying that correctly. Be sure to join us next week when we'll be sure to join us next week when we'll see what those refugee murdering egg stealing characters are up to next. All here on this American Dice.